0: Hello world and welcome to the next episode of Expect to Win. I have some great people with me today. I have a familiar friend. Of course, you got Dominique Love. Say what's up, love. Hey, everybody, man, you know how I got to introduce myself. I know I haven't been here in a minute, but hey, one thing to throw two things for certain. I go by the simple name of D-Love. You can bet your bottom dollar. I'll rep the best. I'll rep the Brook County Trophy. Oh, man, <laughs> you, know, you, you know how he's going to do that. Um, but I have another special friend that's with me today all the way from Florida. But he's been in Georgia for a long time. So he's still a Florida boy, but he's a Georgia boy in his heart. <laughs> um, I have Mr. E.A. Will Cock. And he has done so much in his lifetime. Uh, he's blessed so many people. And I'm just going to allow him to kind of give you the backdrop of his story, his life. I'm not going to steal this thunder. But I promise you, if you have not heard of his name yet... Just pay attention because it's coming. Mr. E.A. Wilcox, man. Say what's up. Hey, man, I, I thank y'all for, for having me. But uh, Dominic, gotta understand you're, you're, you're a chosen over there, but you love yep. all these wildcats over here. Oh. <laughs> over here, fellas. But uh, I just want to say right now, before I get started, man, um, Lamar, man, thank you for having me, man, on, on the show today. I, I really feel honored. I really feel blessed that you that you allowed me to you know, come speak to the to, to the world as you say. It's my hello world, so um, I I really do appreciate it, a hundred percent. Oh man, not not a problem, man. All, all I'm doing is just trying to give you a platform to tell your story. I mean, I know you, so I'm just trying to make sure that other people have an opportunity to get to know you. You know, and and I've heard you know in small talk some of the great things of, of some of the things that you've done, all the way back to playing quarterback. You know, in high school, you know, see, some people may not know that, uh, but but there's a there's a lot of things that we could get out of that uh, by you playing quarterback and by you doing those right. things and those, those overcomings and, and, you know, the things that you've done, you know, to get to, got off to state college at the time yeah. and, and yeah. playing basketball. So right. there's a lot. If people see you, they probably just think that you're just some coach. Um, that's beating everybody to sleep in girls' basketball, but um, they don't know the backdrop and they don't know what what drives you and and what makes you tick and what gives you the motivation to pour into your kids like you do. So I just want to give you a platform to, you know, to to say, you know, what it is that really drives you, man. So give us a quick little backdrop. You ain't got to go deep into everything, but kind of where you're from, you know some of the things you've done up up until now. Well, originally I'm from Sarasota, Florida. You know, born uh, in Sarasota, Florida. And then you know we, we you know my mom and dad got a divorce, so we moved to Bradenton, Florida, which I you know graduated from from Southeast High School in Bradenton, Florida. A lot of people don't know where Bradenton is. Is, is where IMG Academy is. I said you know that's exactly where it's located in the city. Bradenton and um, it's a it's a for a Florida city it's not a it's not a it's a small city but if it if that Bradenton was in the city you know in the state of Georgia it will be kind of like a, a a Macon or or a Columbus type of city because you know we have about um seven seven um public schools and stuff like that so we're we're a fairly big city um but uh like I said if it in the state of Florida it's kind of small so we're the Bay Area um, south of Saint Petersburg, um, south of Tampa, so that's that's the area that you know Bradenton is in. But you know, growing up, I grew up on the east side of Bradenton, and at that time, you know, you know, I grew up in the '80s and you know in the early '90s, so you know that's when crack cocaine and AIDS hit. So it hit my family pretty hard. So I got a lot of uncles that were on were on drugs, and and I and our side of the city was was really drug infested. So that's the kind of environment that I grew up in. So with that being said, I, I knew what not to do. I knew that I didn't want to be on drugs. I knew that I didn't want to go to prison selling drugs and so, you know, I had a lot of opportunities to do that, but I chose a different way. Um, my, my father died when I was when I was ten years old and that, that kinda um changed me in a in a in a few ways i was in elementary i was a gifted kid and you know i was taking gifted classes but middle school after my father passed i really didn't care about going to school and um but one thing that i kind of grasped toward and, and fell in love with was basketball basketball was that 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 love genuine love or something that was new um to me so about the sixth or seventh grade i I picked up basketball and I played every day and I practiced every day and I tried to be the best player that I could be and um, when I got to high school that's exactly what I did you know um, I you know played basketball and and we're talking about my senior year we went to the final four Um, and you know um, going to the final four and being a a leader on the team I averaged about 15 points a game so you know I was a north-south all-star in the state of Florida so I was uh, part of the the 12 um, guys that are in the North and the 12 that are in the South seniors, I was part of the 12 seniors that I was in the South, the best seniors in the state of Florida at that time. And, you know, I was a second-team all-state player uh, out of the state of Florida. So I, I felt really good about myself, but I only had um, scholarship offers that were from schools that I thought were beneath me. And, that, you know, that was like, at the time, FAMU, Tuskegee, Edward Waters, um, University of Tampa, you know, you know, different places like that, and Florida Southern. So I, I was thinking like, and, and some junior colleges as well. And I was, I was really, I was kind of disappointed about them not offering some things to me. So I decided to just to the school. And Dallas State University was one of those. So I, I went to Dallas State University, and I actually walked on the team. I walked on the team, and I went from being in a uh, rotation. Uh, and then the, then the second year that I was there at Ballester State University I, um, I tore my ACL and I had I not only tore my ACL I tore my MCL and my meniscus and I, I really had to have uh, reconstructed knee surgery um, in that second year so I, I I didn't play again now I was really depressed about that but I wound up um, in education and getting my degree and I um, got my bachelor's in um, Broadfield Social Science—they don't even offer that anymore. But that's where I, you know, that's what I started. Um, that's where I got my bachelors in, and graduating in 2000 um, of December. I, the next year, 2001, I uh, got a job teaching back home in Bradenton, so I had to move back home to Bradenton. And I taught two years in middle school, and then I moved back to Georgia, and this is where I found the love of coaching. I went from all of that to say that I didn't really, I didn't go to college and I didn't choose education to go into coaching. I chose education to be a mentor, um, to be a role model for for kids who look like myself and who who may have had a single parent home like I grew up in and didn't have a lot of things growing up, um, and I kind of wanted to be a mentor towards them, but. You know, being in coaching and going into coaching and well, going into teaching and and being a person that plays sports, not only just basketball but football and baseball in high school. Um, I went into coaching as well in 2003 when I moved back to Georgia. And Columbus, Georgia, was the place that I that I almost found as my home. Um, Columbus was one of those places that because I went to Kendrick High School. I, I taught attention for four years. Dominique Love who's on the radio was one of those players that I coach. That's what makes me feel kinda old right now. <laughs> Dominique Love, I know you remember know when I coached in yeah, at in high school. Yeah, man, we we uh I coached him in football as a matter of fact. I, I was a football coach and yeah, um uh, Dominique D, D Love, you know, was also uh coaching well playing football under under us, so he was a great kid and a hard, a very hard worker. So, um, Dominique was one of those easy kids to uh, to coach. But um, I was over there for four years, and then I, I you know, my wife got a job here in Valdosta, and um, the rest is kind of history. And I, I, I kind of took over the girls' program in uh, 2009. So I became the head girls' coach in 2009. I've been the head coach since. Man, listen, you said a lot of things there But I'm going to go all the way back You know, you, you spoke about in the 1980s of yeah. Just the, the, the environment that right. you was in You know, the, right. the culture that your uncles were setting right. um, What, what? and that's something that I'm just trying to grab on Just because, you know, just like you You know, I got an education to give back to the community Give back to, to my people and the culture yes. But yes. sometimes it's hard to get these kids to see that Right. you know you don't have to succumb to that environment you don't have right. to be in those circumstances so right. if, if you can you know what what type of mentality or what you know when you was playing sports what about the sports you know that you know i want you to say something that possibly help somebody else that's listening that's right there in that little gray area that yeah. that's, you know i need to change your environment because you could have very easily been you oh, I'm a boy. Yeah, I I've had like, you know, growing up in the in the eighties I'm telling you, I, I've seen you know, I, was, I grew up in the projects too, so growing up in the projects and you've seen a lot of things in the projects where you see guys who are lookout boys and they're young guys. And you see guys who are are they were former athletes and now they're on drugs. And you know some parents that were on crack cocaine. You know what I'm saying? And they were and right. they were friends of mine. And I never wanted to I never want. I'm gonna tell you a, a quick story, man. I was I was playing basketball at the park, and, and my uncle, my uncle, one of the ones that is my mom's brother. Um, we were in the park playing. You know, there's a gate of one way in and one way out where we. <laughs> that's the kind of uh, park that we we grew up in playing basketball. Well, I was just playing basketball, and one of the guys said, "Hey, hold up, hold up! One, you know, I gotta I gotta do something real quick." And my uncle was at the gate, looking inside the gate and the guy sold him crack as we were playing basketball so he went to timeout, out sold him crack through the gate and then we, we started back playing like it was nothing so that was kind of like that was my environment and my uncle i don't know if he saw me or not but you know me being on the court and seeing that that made me that made me know that i never ever wanted to do drugs and it's for other people that would be like you know hey man that, that could be me out there for me to look at my uncle in that situation before crack cocaine, he he didn't look anything like that. And I said, yeah. I said to myself then, I was like, I do not ever want to do drugs. And so I was one of those guys that it didn't take it didn't take me going through something. I could look at somebody else's situation. I could live vicariously through them and say, I'm looking at what he looks like, and I don't want to look like that. Right. I had a, I had another uncle who he uh he actually went to prison. He, he he was he went to prison for murder at the age of seventeen. And so he went to, He went to prison. My my mom and and my sister and brother would go visit him in prison. And when he we visit him in prison, he would always tell us these prison stories, the real prison stories of how it was in there. And when he got out, he would tell us even more stories about what happened. So fellas I w- I never wanted to go to prison because yeah. of, of the stories that my uncle was telling me about how prison was so I got an uncle who was a crackhead I have an uncle who's a former prison prison guy like and he wound up going back to prison for for rape you know for sexual assault and then he winds up my, that up uh, that other uncle that was in the penitentiary penitentiary he then winds up dying of AIDS Okay, After he gets out So I never wanted to be that guy either I never wanted to be the penitentiary guy I never wanted to be the crackhead guy And I had also an uncle This is my third uncle He's an uncle that was abusive to his children And he was also abusive to his wife So I never wanted to be that guy I always wanted to be a good father to my kids And a role model for my kids And um, My uncle, that uncle, his son Wound up Killing his his girlfriend. No matter of fact. He attempted murder for his girlfriend. And he murdered her mother. Because she wanted to break up with him. Those are the things that. I always as a child. Wanted to stay away from. Because I've seen all those negative things. Um, Sometimes in your life man. You'll see things. That are so negative. That you say. I just don't want to be a part of that. Some people gravitate towards that. And say, you know what, this is the environment that I'm living in, so I'm a product of that. I always wanted to be a product of, I need to get out of this. And so basketball and trying to overcome and be a winner in that aspect, I always wanted to win and be a, and I I have a chip on my shoulder to try to get out always had a tip on my shoulder to get out because that was not something that I never wanted to be in the situation that I was raised in so I know a lot of people that that, that, that like I said earlier that they kind of gravitate towards being in the negative but man I always wanted to be on the other side I, I just never wanted to to be in that same situation growing up in the projects and 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 having few options in my life man listen that that's a that's an amazing story man and I'm you know, I'm I'm very appreciative of you even being transparent and talking about your family like you did. Yeah, um, but you could yeah. tell just in your, your swag and your character that you have all these visions and you have all these these uh, columns, you know, yeah. that you know that, that, that set your foundation, you know, for you to become, you know, the person that you became. And I'm sure that those, you know, young students at that school is blessed by you. I know some mm-hmm. of them probably don't even believe the stories that you talking about. <laughs> I mean, they don't believe yeah. it, but and do you feel at some point though, you know like the the, the athlete now is a little weaker? Especially mentally, you know, because they did not go through the '80s that that time, you know. Because I'm a I'm a '80s baby too, so I got a similar story with my uncles on drugs and brother in jail and you know selling moonshine. I mean, all et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but it gave us a a different uh, mentality when we were out there. To where now, man, these kids they give up so easy. You know, they just give up. So I think it I think it's twofold with that and you're right with it. I think um the mentality of kids today is that they don't the weakness of them succumbing to peer pressure and to what they see is so is so easy easy now to do. Um, because there's so many people that are doing the wrong thing that it's is more difficult to do the right. I think um when, when you're when everybody around you is doing the same thing and that pressure is on you to do the same thing, and you know this for certain. Both of you, D Love, and and you, are, and y'all, y'all are both have seen this situation. You'll see that a different kid around a bunch of kids, you pull that one kid away from everybody. They're a different individual. They speak differently. They may apologize about what they did, but it's on. It's only when it's on that one on one. But they have to show face. And try to save face, and try to be something that they are not in front of their peers. I think peer pressure and and having an image is more important than being who you are in right. today's society. You know, for us, it was easier. As, oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? I said that's huge. That's that's what it yeah, is. I think I think in in the past for us, for us to do the right thing. We were going against the grain, but it was okay because mentally we felt stronger. Because you know, I didn't grow up with cable TV, and I didn't grow up with a, I didn't even grow up with the house phone. You know, these kids have the cellular phones in their hands, walking around school. You know, and that's that's a part of them. Man, I, I didn't even have a way to communicate um, after school to a girl. So I, if I wanted to see her or talk to her, I had to do it in school. So. Um, those are some of the things that our kids couldn't go through what we went through with ha- not having things and, uh, and getting hand-me-downs from your your older brother, you know, and, and some of the hand-me-downs that you didn't want but you still had to get. You know, that, that puts a chip on your shoulder to, for you to be able to say, I need to get out of this situation and I need what's best for me. These kids sometimes don't don't think about it like that. And so they don't have that grind to get out, and, and because they're given a lot of things too, you know. So if you got a cell phone, you got the designer clothes, you got the nicest shoes, there's there's no reason for you to put forth that effort to try to be the best that you can be. Right, and it's crazy, and they got stuff so so um, easy, quickly. It's well, right there in the hand, all the information. You know, and 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 they're suffering from mental issues. Like when you overcame the knee injury, you know, when you went down at VSU. I know, like I said, I could just hear from the the backdrop of the story. You know, VSU was your way out, and then here comes this knee injury. You know what I'm saying? Like right right right, then was your opportunity to go depressed. Right then was your opportunity to become uh, a alcoholic. You know, right then was your opportunity to become your uncle's. You know what I'm saying? Your bloodline you know what I'm saying right then was that perfect opportunity you go back to Florida and just fit in with the family
1: Absolutely. but
0: there was something inside you that, that that changed um and and your choices changed and and like I said I know you're glad and the family's glad oh, yeah. I'm definitely glad that you was able to come that way uh man that's that's awesome man now before I go though I ain't gonna keep you the, this whole time two more questions I have and I don't know if love having any or not yeah, uh, yeah. but I've got a question to go around so we get back you said to you, Okay I'll just Well go ahead and ask yours Before I ask mine Because mine will change the subject A little bit <laughs> I know, uh, One question I had First off Um, Like you said You got the education Because like you said yes, You sir. really want to mentor people And right. like I don't, I don't know if you ever If I ever told you this But you was a huge impact On my life Oh you man to, You're the reason that I came to Got off the stage Right right like, right I had that talk with you And like Yes I We had, it was, was, I can't remember who it was, but it was a girl walking down the hallway. She was bad, too, coach. She was like, coach. She was like, love. Go to You See that? Tenfold. Okay? (laughs) I started looking into it. Came to Ridoff, and then, you're the reason why I know Lamar now. Because remember, I was interning with you at Ridoff because I was trying to be a wildcat. Absolutely, absolutely, that's right. Right. But things yep. didn't work out in my favor, but like I said, I'm I'm blessed for the whole situation. But the point mm-hmm. I had, I remember you said that you had scholarship offers but what? yet you felt like they were beneath you. Right, what? Well, so so what 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 do you do to your student athletes now that's got that same mind frame? I guess you could say that that's cocky. They feel like they got scholarship on the line. What? and they say like they think that it's beneath them like what, what do you tell them How do you well, them? What, what I tell those guys now I tell those young ladies and I tell some guys too that come in and they try to you know talk to me about you know what should they do about this because they know I've been through it and I tell them you know I tell those guys and, and those young ladies I said it doesn't matter where you go as long as you go to school for free and that you're happy right because be right. free and I and I hope I I didn't Y'all didn't miss this. D free, D free is the best place to go. You know, you want to be, you want to be happy where you are. Of course, you want to be comfortable and and enjoy that place. Make sure that place has your your major, and make sure you go to school for free. And you read the fine print because um, just today, and, and 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 I received a phone call from one of the girls that signed at Albany Tech today. Her coach called me along with her. They FaceTimed me. And I and I I tried to hold back all the tears that I had because this young lady went from nothing, and I really want to tell you nothing because she's she has you know family she's her family's an immigrants to the United States. She's a Hispanic young lady. She's about six one, and y'all both know who she is too. And this young lady right now is the first person in her family to go to college the very first person in her family to go to college and I told her this I said listen whoever gives you a scholarship and you go to school and they get because they gave her a half scholarship so she's got a partial scholarship but if she would have gone to another school she had to pay the whole thing but everything's free for her because her Pell Grant has paid the rest of her of her fees so man she's there and being the first person in her family to to uh, go to college. And it, it's, it's, it's a straight blessing. It's a blessing. So I sit down, I talk to kids, and I tell them, listen, if you think that you're better than where you're supposed to go, those people would have found you already. So the people that are offering you, you should look into going and go to school for free. Because I should have gone to school for free instead of going and paying at Dallas State University. But I paid, even though I walked on, and you know, I was playing, and all they did was basically give me books, you know, books and, and probably a little bit of housing. So I got a kind of a partial scholarship, but it wasn't a full ride. So I, that's that's one of the things that I, I tell kids: make sure that you're happy, make sure it's free, and or or, or you know they pay the majority of your fees, and um, you got an opportunity to play, you know, get an opportunity to play as well. So. But, but, love, I appreciate that, man. Um, and, and I didn't know that I was such a big influence on you coming to v, VSU, but I'm glad I was. Yes, sir. And I appreciate, I appreciate you, Colt, man. <laughs> Thanks, oh, man. wow. Thanks, man. Made a, con- made a connection, man. Look at that. Yes, uh, yes, yes. But my question was, I just wanted to know what is your um, definition of success? I think you almost answered it a little bit but I'll let you elaborate on it. That was the question that I was coming back with. Just, you know, what is your definition of success? I think, I think uh, being successful is something like, it it, it deals with that. How can I put this? I that that with success, it comes um, with people individually of how they feel about where they are in life. Because success is not a monetary amount that you make It's not about an educational level that you reach. It's not about a position in life that you get to. I think it's about um, self-fulfillment of your purpose in life. That's what I think success is. And I just came up with that just now. Self, you know what I'm saying, when when you become aware of your purpose in life, I think that's success. And what's going to happen is when you become to your purpose, all of the stuff that will fall in line, that is necessary. That is necessary for you to survive will happen because if I if 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 I found my purpose in is coaching, I found my purpose is being a mentor. Whether that has a monetary value or not, it eventually will because that's my purpose in life, and because I'm fulfilling my purpose, all of my needs and my wants will be taken care of. I think that's I think that's success. I think that's success. I think that's, that's what's success, up, man. It, it is, it is, but to me, um, just being able to um, know that you've overcame so much, you uh-huh. know, and, and, and become the man that you are when you when you wake up in the morning or when you get to work and you see your name on all this stuff and you see <laughs> this, uh, I mean, you know, at yeah, some point, yeah. you got to know that, you know, our success is you did what you said that you was going to do. You did not right. want to be someone that was strung out on drugs. You right. did not want to be an abuser. You know what I'm saying? You did not want to be one of your uncles and I think that you've completely done that. Um, so yes, it, it's a it's a self gratifying thing to accomplish what you set out to do, man, and I think that's 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 awesome, man. And you're doing great things at that Austin too, so I know you got a whole different level of success with, you know, the team and what the team does and, and you know what I'm saying, what you go from there. So that may have to be a whole other podcast there because I know we might have <laughs> really jumped on this one. Man,
1: mm-hmm. but I was riding
0: one day and I was thinking about something. You know, I have to do a little presentation. And in this presentation, and you let me know your thoughts about this one. Um, but I said the word help. You know, A-T-L-P means honoring excuses, limit your process. Ooh, say that one more time. Help means you're honoring excuses, mm-hmm. which limits... Your progress Your or process. Yeah, It's good You know people always talk about I ain't have help You know I was yes. thinking about that Just cause you know Somebody was coming to me and, and one of the things They kept saying well Well I wasn't rich I couldn't do this Because I didn't have the help Growing up And I didn't do this I didn't have the help You know I need help Or you know You don't help me Or this don't help me Or this pro You know You know everybody always You know play that victim role Like if something wrong If something's supposed to be on the other side, some magical one. So i kind right. trying to play play with that word help a little bit. Uh, so you know, I, maybe in your field, maybe in Dawson, a lot of people don't worry about help. Y'all got all the help y'all <laughs> need, you know. What I'm saying? But uh, in, in in my area, people always talk about help. You know, I've even had athletes that say, "Man, we we would have made this play if I had help. You know, that, if, if this person would have did this." This would have happened, man, and I'm trying to get people to be, you know, accountable for themselves, take ownership in, in you, and don't ever give anybody the power. But that's kind of what the message was going. So, well, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, with, I'm a firm believer of, you know, you should have a help some some bit of a help, and I mean by a hand up and not a handout. See, I think a lot of people are looking for those handouts, and that the help they're talking about is handouts and not a help up. You know what I mean? So the help that you're referring to, that most people are talking about, is a handout. Help. You know, we we help kids achieve greatness all the time by by mentoring them and trying to get them to the level that they that they need to be at. But the thing is, is that there's got to be ownership in everything that you do, all the decisions that you make, the choices that that somebody makes, especially these these youth that we. Uh, we mentioned all the time they have to make the correct choice for themselves and so they can talk about help all they want to but they still have to make the correct choice about what it is that they want in life That's up that's up sounds that great. All right, man listen I know I'm getting close to my time, but I can't let you go without getting some some nuggets from your the, your word of the day, your wisdom of the day. Your message of the day, you know, your amount of message, however you want to label it. Uh, but give me E. A. Wilcox, word of the day. Now, you could be talking to thousands, talking to plenty. You know, I can't specify exactly who you talk to, but I know you got something that's going to help somebody get through the next week. Well, for, for me, you know, because I got I got young ladies that I, that I coach um, on an everyday basis, I, I always tell my girls to, to always go hard play smart work together and expect to win and anything that they do you gotta be able to go hard and everything that you do and with that you gotta be able to play together and have teamwork with one another all right you gotta work together you gotta play you gotta go hard you gotta uh, play smart playing smart is and not it's playing hard you know it's going hard it's playing smart and playing smart is it's working smart, not working hard. But working don't make don't make what you're doing difficult, but make it make sense to you. Okay? Working together in teamwork and always get through. And then you expect to win when you do all those things. When you go hard, you play smart, you work together, you should expect to win. Don't ever come in a situation expecting to lose. It may look bad, it may look bleak, but don't ever look like you're gonna lose so that's i think that's that's something i tell my tell my players all the time and that's that's what we hang our hat on That's yes, stuff all right love you got any parting shots any parting words yes sir ma'am i just say my nigga for the day is man you only get one life you only get one shot take advantage of it a lot of people go out there they they like we was talking about help or you can actually play the playing game where baby they did this that hey you can only control what you can control absolutely look, so I'm saying, you got one life, you only have one chance to so take advantage of it because you don't get no second chance. I know in this generation with the social media, video games, you don't have no lives. You, no, you don't have no extra lives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, this is your one shot. This is your one chance to take advantage of it. I like it. Yeah, so, I like that, listen, I like that love. Man, I'm coming in uh, behind two great people, but I'm going to try to close it out for us. Uh, and, and both of you have great stories and everybody that we've had on here has had a good story and I'm hoping that the people that are listening you just hear that you're not alone you know that that obstacles can't can't hold you back you know and just things gonna come up but you just gotta have a focus and a passion um, and I've also heard before that three things steals your passion all right that's fear friends and feelings all right and you can't be scared you can't be scared you can't let the people around you talk you out of it all right, then okay. you can't get in your feelings and feel like nobody's helping you. You gotta be a dog, man. You gotta be a beast and go out there and get it. And if you keep your passion, if you keep moving forward, then all the promises are right there with you. So don't don't forget, man, you it, it's all right, there's no progress without struggle. That's Frederick Douglass, cool. man. He said that in eighteen hundred, so <laughs> it has been that way ever since. So that, there's no there's no progress without struggle. So you just the ones that make it through that struggle was the ones that progress the most. So, hey, be blessed. All right, keep moving, man. All right, anything else before we close? Hey, man, I just want to say God bless y'all, man, for this for this show, man, and thank you for the opportunity for me to just impart a couple words to anybody who's listening, brother. All right, no problem. We're going to get you back on, man, talk about these these games, man, it's winning and coaching. That's a whole different aspect, man. I got plenty more coaches, minimal more coaching questions, but uh, we'll yes, catch sir. up to those later. All right, man, you guys enjoy your evening. We'll get with you. Peace. All right, Peace. Thank you for listening to the Expect to Win podcast. We would love your feedback to help us grow. You can reach out to us at expecttowin365 at gmail.com You can search for us on Facebook at winwinwin Win. we'll win, win. pull right up. We're also on Twitter. We appreciate your support. If you got us on podcast, go ahead and share us and like us um, and give us a few stars and let us know how we did. Thank you.